and welcome to the Court of Three podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my lovely wife, Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hello. So good to see you. It's good to see you, hon. Of course, I've seen you all day. Right, but they say it's better to be seen than you. Yeah, seen, yeah it's definitely better to be seen than not be. That's right. Well, we've got a quick one, power-packed conversation in store today. Matter of fact, this one's going to be in two parts. We're going to start off mm-hmm. with part one tonight, and we will do part two next week. But before we get to those that particular conversation, we're going to kick this podcast off with a little icebreaker question. Oh, good. Yeah. So, our Court of Three podcast question of the night is this. Now that baseball is back in swing, no yes. pun intended. <laughs> I get it. Now that baseball is back in swing, imagine that you are a professional baseball player. What would be your intro or your walk-up song? Now, I'm going to give you a little chance to think about it. Okay? Yeah, there's a lot of songs out there. There's a lot of songs. Yeah, especially for you um, (laughs) headbanger that you were growing up. Well, I just listen to a lot of genres, so there's a lot. You like those big hair bands. Of music. I did. Yeah, I was more on the side of... Everybody from ZZ Top to Phil Huey Collins Lewis. To, to, yeah, Huey Lewis in the news, mm-hmm. and then Ozzy Osbourne, and then the Run DMC. So you had DMC. some rock in you. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. There wasn't a whole lot of country, but it was definitely more Oh, I had country, the, too. Yeah, you had the country and the rock. Mm-hmm, definitely. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely the rock. So, as I was thinking about that question, mine was... Bill Collins. This would be my walk-up song. This is classic. This is, I mean, imagine, just, you just get the bat in your hands and you just slowly begin to walk towards the batter's box. Intimidation. It's intimidation. Yeah. I've got the pontar that's just kind of wrapped around and I'm gripping the bat. You're staring down I'm staring down the pitcher. And I'm staring down the catcher. And then I look at the umpire like and then I look at the fans I look back in the dugout it's just dramatic chills in the oh yeah you feel the chills I feel the chills right now and everybody listening to this podcast they are feeling it right now it's taking them back it is they were from the 80s this is classic but nobody has this walk up song I don't think so nobody has this walk up song I like it hon I like it that would be an amazing walk-up song. I, I, that was good. I like that. I mean, just just the drama. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that I have um, given you yours mm-hmm. or mine, uh, let's see here. I got to have something faster. I'm sorry. Yeah, you probably. I just. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, I just need something a little more. Oomph in it. I do, I do love that song, especially the drums, you know, when the drums break up. 
was that it? Are you interrupting me? What was yours? So what's yours going to be? Oh, it's going to be my favorite band of all time. Yeah? Def Leppard. What yes. song? Rocket. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. That would be. I know. I like good music. That would be so cool. <laughs> uh, I, I like them both. I like them both. I did too. That was good. That was fun. So, that, man, what a great That's way a good to, question to ask your kids. Yeah. That would be a good question to ask your kids. Your teens. Mm-hmm. You might learn some of the music. They're yeah. And stop to. being a copycat. Okay. There's only one guy that could use Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train, and that's Chipper Jones. Yeah. Chipper Jones owns the market on yep. that song. Yep. So, if that's your walk up song, pick a little baseball one. Pick a new one. Pick a new one. You're There's not Chipper. There's plenty out there. You ain't Chipper. There's only one <laughs> Chipper. There's plenty out there. There's plenty of songs out there. Mm-hmm. Find a new one. And you start your own. Yes. Yes. So you, you, you be your own person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Chipper can be a good, you know, person to copy your swing after, you know. Yeah. But he was a great baseball player. Let him have his own walk-up I song. I just like not to be bitter about Freddie Freeman, but I just love how Chipper stayed with the Braves. Me too. I know. Me too. I, I got a feeling that Freddie's going to be coming back to the Braves. Well, He's going to probably finish his career out with the Braves. I don't wish him anything but. Well, but oh, me too. I miss him. Me too. So, we're gonna dive in to something that is yes. has been on my heart for quite some time, and it is a conversation that Lisa and I have had. Um, you know, especially in the car driving from here to Augusta or wherever well, we've, we've been actually going. had this conversation. Pretty much since we began celebrating anniversaries. Mm-hmm. And we always use our anniversary, whether we get to celebrate at, on that day or whatever, or if it's it, uh, uh, just a, a dinner that we share or some time together, whatever it is, we always take that time to reflect on our marriage and strengthening it, um, making it better. Um, what is working? What have we done well? What has the Lord taught us? And so, I, I mean, I think we have talked about this a long, long time. And just in ministry and walking through life with people and watching what they've had to endure and go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really picked up for me yeah. in this uh, season, especially mm-hmm. with people that have reached out to me and asked if I could mm-hmm. do their premarital counseling before yes. they get married. And, and I think about, you know, the things that I want to be able to coach them in and the things that they need to be coached up in. And also realizing that we live in a world where, you, you know, and, and I've always heard this and, and I'm like, okay, does the divorce rate ever really change because I think I've heard it for the last 30 years that the divorce, that 50% of marriages all end in divorce. And right, but I've it, heard the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. is that percentage ever going to go up years. or down? Does it fluctuate? What's the deal? 
And but I've heard it for so long, and I'm like, okay, well, where are the numbers? What what's being said? Mm-hmm. What's being tracked in terms of marriages? And the number of marriages per year, and the number of marriages that end in divorce or annulments or whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, it's a broken marriage, and the two are no longer together. Mm-hmm. And in this, um, for this particular podcast, I want to preface what we're about to say with this, and that is that all marriages. Every marriage is subject to destruction because of sin, period. Mm -hmm. Every marriage is subject to destruction because of sin. No one is immune. Right. We are not immune. Um, Our parents are not immune. Uh, Our pastors and their wives are not immune. The people that we look up to the most, their marriages are not immune. And, and things don't make you immune, like money or correct material items or a certain place you live and or I have, certain jobs. I mean, I have friends in uh, ministry mm-hmm. who have gone through divorce. Mm-hmm. Um. I have people that I work with mm-hmm. in ministry that have gone through divorce. And so in this in this conversation tonight, I'm very well aware of the fact that all marriages are subject to destruction. It can happen. But I do believe that God wants your marriage and my marriage to be pictures of his grace and his mercy and to be what I'm going to say here is going to probably ruffle some feathers and that's okay. But I believe that God wants my marriage, our marriage and your marriage to be pictures of God's grace and his mercy and to be divorce proof for the world to see the love of Jesus for them. That's solid. I mean, that, that's some strong, that's some strong words when you say divorce proof. When you look at the, you know, I'm looking at some stats right here. Uh, these are 20-year stats that are from, this is from the National Marriage and Divorce Rate Trends for 20 for 2000 to 2020 um that i just picked up from the cdc okay so in 2020 there were just over 1.6 million marriages in the united states and in 2020 there were over 630,000 divorces so Technically, that's below the 50% mark. Mm -hmm. So, not bad. But that's 630,000 marriages that are done. And when God established marriage to be a picture of his grace and his mercy and his um, 
his love for us and he and he used that as a as a way for us to replenish the earth to be reproductive and to be productive and to enjoy fellowship with each other um and god established something beautiful and perfect and divorce proof but then sin came in the world and everything was broken at that point and i realize that all of the marriages that exist today every one of them are subject to break every one of them are subject to a death um because of because of sin but i believe i really believe that god desires for our marriages the marriages that begin to never end until death separates them right because going back to what you said about it it's a picture of his grace his love his mercy his faithfulness his redemption those are lasting those don't end those don't stop Mm-mm. So here's my hypothesis. If we want to, if we want to state this as a hypothesis, and here are um, some, I guess, some prescriptive things, and we're going to talk about five prescriptive things that you can do to protect your marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have some gear in my, in my camping gear that I take with me when I'm in the back country or, and one of them is a is, is a watertight uh, bag it's like a little food bag and I can I can put my perishable items in this bag I can zip it up I can hang it up outside in my bear hang kit or whatever and it can sit out in the rain and it protects what's on the inside. It keeps what's on the inside from getting wet. Mm-hmm. There are things that I have, my, my water jacket, my, my, my rain jacket, all right? My rain jacket is waterproof. So when it rains, I can put that on and I can stay dry. And here's the thing about marriages. Marriages are going to go through times of rain. They're going to go through times of sorrow. They're going to go through times of hard they're going to go through times where it is difficult it is difficult to survive and you may not want to put the rain jacket on you 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 may be just flat tired at this point and exhausted but here here's the hypothesis here here's the here's the thought behind all of these things that in every divorce in every divorce Either one or both of the individuals either did not have a relationship with God or they strayed from their relationship with God and allowed sin to enter in and gain a foothold. And the result was destruction and the death of the marriage. What do you think about that? I would maybe even take it a, a, just a, a step further, which is it's probably what you meant, but 
I would reiterate that they one or both were not in a growing relationship. Hmm. Yeah. Not just good point. Why well, accepted Christ and I, you know, as a child, but 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 an active, growing, thriving relationship. I, I think that's what's key. Yeah. Um, even as I've talked with um, friends and and people's past that I've, you know, crossed that have experienced divorce, they've said that I, I wasn't walking with him the way I needed to. So they knew Christ had had that moment where there was life change, but they weren't walking with him. It was not an intimate relationship. Yes. Yeah, they weren't they weren't doing so. And 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 also I want to also reiterate that we are definitely coming at this from a place of compassion and yes. and sensitivity. Not judgmental. No. No, we are not judging. Um we have um very close family mm-hmm. uh relationships with um within our immediate families mm-hmm. where this has been a reality. Uh, in their in their lives and so we are very sensitive and aware and want to be compassionate here and and i think the the overall goal is what can we do to stop the increase in the divorce rate what can we what can we do to stop the the divorces from from occurring so that we can strengthen the overall family and strengthen the christian marriages that that really should be leading the way in in life and in family and in the church and in yes. the communities. This generation of young people coming up, they this is something that we need to share with them. This is something that they need to to know um, in starting out and and maybe before they found that person that they believe they're to spend you know their life with and they're going to make this covenant with that that if we can go in with eyes wide open about this and yeah slow this down stop it save it from happening we know that God is a God of restoration and reconciliation and renewal but if it doesn't even have to happen at all yeah. You know, if if the heartbreak and the the death and the destruction doesn't have to happen, that's even better. Mhm. Yeah, it's like so so what we're going to talk about these first mm-hmm. five items that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. We hope that you can begin to employ in your own marriages and and, and really dig deep here. Um, We've tried to make them very practical. Mm-hmm. Very um, things that you can immediately apply. Yes. Yes. So the first first one, actually first one and two, is mm-hmm. to pray specifically for your husband or for your wife. Yes. Pray specifically for them. Now, for the husbands, let me speak on that for just a second. 
the there's a passage in the scripture. I'd have to go and find it, and I'll I'll put it in the show notes. But there's a passage in the scripture where this where the Bible says to be considerate of your wives. Okay, to be considerate of your wife, or else your prayers will not be heard. Hmm. So, in praying for your wife. There's also, you need to be considerate of your wife. So how you treat your wife with considerateness, consideration, um, knowing who she is, knowing her heart, and loving her um, with compassion and tenderness so that what you pray for, God hears what you pray for. Because if you're not being considerate to your wife, God will turn a deaf ear to you, brother. If, if you're not treating your wife with respect, if you are abusive with your tone, if you're abusive with your language, if you are, um, if you're abusive with your time and you think that your wife is designed to, you know, just take care of all the household stuff and take care of the kids and you can go off and go do whatever you darn well please, um, you're not being very considerate of your, of your spouse. So, you need to make sure that when you are being considered, you need to make sure you're being considered of your wife so that when you pray, God hears your prayers and does not turn a deaf ear to your prayer. On top of that, as men, we need to be praying for our wife. We need to be praying for them specifically. Well, I think that as you pray, if you're really praying for them, not, Dear Lord, help them be the person I need them to be and help them stop doing this that bothers me. That's not praying for the person. <laughs> yeah. But if, if your heart is, is in the right place of truly praying for them as um, this creation of God, this precious person that he's given you to walk through life with, I think it kind of... Um, then helps you, like you say, if I'm truly praying for you, then I don't want to talk about you in a bad light to anybody else. If I'm really praying for you, then I might not be so quick to be irritated by little things that don't matter. If I'm really praying for you, then I'm going to want to listen and hear about your day and what's going on and, and how could I help you or, you know. Yeah, prayer it, prayer is something that not only changes the other person, prayer changes me. No, I think it changes me first, yeah. Yeah, it changes my attitude, yeah, it changes it my mindset, it mindset. changes mm-hmm. my um temper. It it changes it just change it changes me. And you said pray specifically, like have some specific things not that that's the rote list that you go through every day necessarily but have some specific things that you pray and there again then that lends to you got to know what's going on with them and maybe with job or maybe with other relationships that they have you know with their family or co-workers or whatever that you can be specific in praying for your spouse yeah, so that verse that I was talking about, it's actually 1 Peter 3, verse 7, and it says, Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, 
So in other words, men understand and don't seek to be understood. So live with your wives in an understanding way. Understand them. Seek to understand their heart. Showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Now, I think that specifically refers to the woman as the weaker vessel in a physical standpoint. Um, I think if you and I were to get into an arm wrestling match, I would beat you every time. Right? I'd go down with a fight. But you'd go down with a fight. I would. All right? But... I think that's referring to women in in a physical sense. Um, but we're to honor the woman as the weaker vessel since they are heirs with you. Now, that's important because I am an heir of Christ's. In other words, I'm a son of God. That means you're a daughter of mm-hmm. God. That means, spiritually speaking, you are my sister and my I'm your brother. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. All right. So, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So, there's a, that's a big deal, dudes. It's a big deal. So, honor your woman. Honor her. All right. So, all of that goes under? Prayer. Yes. Prayer. And Pray prayer is a big spouse. subject. Prayer is a big subject. All right. It is. And, and, and I would say this. Guys, if if you don't know what to specifically pray for your wife, ask her. Hey, say, hey, honey, how can I pray for you today? How can I pray for you today? Mm. See what they say. And then also watch the look on their face <laughs> when when you when you ask cuz they're probably going to be like dumbfounded. But she'll be honored. But she'll be honored. By your, there's the honoring, the considerate. Your, there's that consideration mm-hmm. of her. So that's one and two. Okay. All right. Number three is, and this goes to our life verse in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12, when it talks about a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And what I say, what I'm put down was, is that we should braid ourselves to God and to his word. In other words, to cling mm-hmm. tightly mm-hmm. to him. Because if you were to take three strands and wrap them, braid them together to form one rope and try to pull that tight, it will create a tension there that is unbreakable. And when we bind ourselves to the unbreakable, unshakable word of God, we create a strength and a tenacity in our marriage that can withstand the storms of this life, that can withstand the rainfall, that can withstand the, the grief and the sorrow and the pain that is going to come in this life. And it gives us what we need. So we must braid ourselves. And I think this goes back to what you were saying a minute ago in that growing relationship. Um, mm-hmm. with, with God. You, you have to have the priority that that's, that's the important mm-hmm. and the urgent that my relationship with Christ is not going to be sacrificed. No. First and foremost. Mm-hmm. So individually, 
individually. Yes. I as the husband and the man, you as the wife and the woman, individually we braid ourselves to the Lord. Yes. But together we braid ourselves to the Lord by doing that as well. It's, I mean, I like to think of a triangle too, you know, mm-hmm. that my, my eyes are fixed on that point, which is, is Christ. And, you know, actively growing, seeking him. And as I do that up towards the point, then as you're doing the same, we're growing closer together. Yes. And so that that's a great picture that you have there. And yes, as we grow closer in our relationship with the Lord, we're growing closer together. Mm-hmm. So braid yourself to the Word of God. Yes. You can't know Him without being in His Word. Correct. You can't. Correct. It, yes, He's in creation and nature, and He reveals things to us, but you, you cannot know Him without being in His Word. Yes. That is His love letter to us. Number four. Remain in me. Remain in me. That's what Mm. Jesus says. Mm -hmm. Remain Mm -hmm. in me. So when you hear that, what do you, what do you think of when Jesus says that? Stay. Yeah. I think of other, you know, synonyms, abide. Abide. Uh Uh-huh. And that abiding is taking up residence. Um, that's and that's such a, a key point is that the marriage the residence of the marriage is not the physical home the residence of the marriage is in Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and both the woman and the man have got to realize that they've got to they've got to rest and place their hope and their trust mm-hmm. in that in that dwelling place that that is our shelter that's our place of refuge. That is our source of hope, our peace, our our, our everything. Because like you said, storms are going to come. Yeah. And the person we're married to is imperfect mm-hmm. and is a sinner just like we are. Yeah. So the person they live with is also very imperfect. So because of that, right, we have to find our rest in him. Yeah, and and in that truth also I believe comes forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because there has to be a lot of forgiveness that a that lot. exists a lot. Quick. Yeah, quick. To forgive. Yeah. And if you're not quick to forgive and you're holding the grudge against your spouse, that all that does is that just allows the enemy to Um, get a foothold in your marriage and to cause it to crumble. So what we're talking about here are foundational principles and, and, and actions that you can employ to strengthen your marriage and to put that uh, watertight barrier around you uh, in your marriage so that it grows, so that it thrives Mm -hmm. and so that it can withstand the, 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 the storms Mm-hmm. So that it, we, it can withstand all of that stuff that that happens um, to us. So, so the remaining is the abiding part. Is that is that Jesus is your shelter? He is what covers you in in those storms. 
He's what covers you in uh, in, in in the hard times. Um, doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It is not going to be easy, right? And it won't be. No, but it will be one of those moments where you you're going to look at each other and say, you know what? I don't know what in the world people would do. People would do in our situation if they didn't have a relationship with Jesus, right? If they didn't have a relationship with God, I just don't understand what people would do with. Because that's him. the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be dependent on Him. Yeah, yeah. Not so to operate so separate from Him. So remain, abide in Christ. Number five. This is a little bit more practical, uh-huh. um, and maybe um, I don't want to say. Less it, biblical. I think this is just wise. It's just wise and being proactive. And being proactive. Proactive with some things. It's like those protections and guardrails you put up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So five is actually has about four or five little sub points to it. But what I'm putting, what I'm listing it as is decide now what you will do when. Mm-hmm. Because there will be those times when these things happen. So number one decide now what you will do in being alone with the opposite sex. That is not your spouse. So, um, I know that Billy Graham had a rule where he would never be alone, uh, with another woman, um, in any type of setting. Um, and that Billy Graham also had people around him to insulate him to protect him from those, um, from those moments that that could happen, um, I think it's important that you make the decision to not be alone with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I I would definitely say, especially in like. You know, especially maybe more intimate settings or secluded settings, um, closed doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about going out to just eat? Just being aware. Being. No, I, 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 I would probably feel uncomfortable. I'd rather it be a group or a. Mm-hmm. Or in a place where, where you're known. Yeah. In public. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a local hangout or something, and sure, you need to meet with somebody there. Yeah. Join them. Right. But that's that's why I was saying not intimate, tucked Correct. away in some corner and <laughs> in another in city. That yes. It, it, it is. It's right. avoiding even the appearances. Yeah. Avoid that appearance of that something. Could be going on, Correct. but it could be completely innocent. Yes. But, yeah. So number next is this, is you decide now what you will do when you're attracted to another person. When you have feelings. When you or, have feelings. Mm-hmm. So what's that decision? That decision is you run. Run. <laughs> right. Run. The like, other direction. Uh, run in the other direction. Away from them. Yeah. You flee mm-hmm. from that temptation that's mm-hmm. going to come next. Because let's face it, all right? Let's face it. Guys are visual creatures, all right? And 
there are those times when a guy can look at another woman and it's a, there, there may be a feeling of an attraction that's there that if you're not careful, if you let that thought play out and, and you give in to that temptation, you give in to that sensuality of it, you could find yourself in a world of hurt in a heartbeat. We can look through all kinds of proverbs in the Bible, and we can find how um, how that can play out really, really fast. And so you have to decide now what you're going to do when that happens. Scripture says, "Take captive those thoughts." Yes, you take those cap- those thoughts captive. Replace them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So another decide now what you will do when is when you are alone on a business trip decide what you're going to do and how you what you ingest electronically so yeah what you watch Mm -hmm. on tv what you Mm -hmm. watch on the internet what you're watching on your phone all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you need to be careful with what your eyes see Mm -hmm. because what your eyes are seeing is fake it ain't real and it is not what your wife can replicate. Well, you're you're trying to maintain purity within your marriage. Yes, yeah, maintain Integrity and focus with on the your relationship. Correct. Your, mm-hmm. And you have to be disciplined there mm-hmm. because that tool, that device that we have at our fingertips, can infiltrate your heart and your mind like that. Right. And if you're not careful. That is right there. That can be a form of adultery, in my opinion. It may not be physical, but in your mind and in your eyes, there is something that has taken root, mm. and it has it has um, damaged at that point the the marriage, the the relationship. So you decide now what you're going to do when you're on a business trip, and which really leads me to this last one is you decide now what you're going to do in terms of where you will fix your eyes. Where do you look? You know? Um, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen grown men. I've seen, and it grosses me out, Lisa. It grosses me out when I watch grown, older men, 50s and 60s and 70s, and they stare down some college girl and just and just gawk at her. It's gross. Mm. And it ticks me off. It's treating her like she's like she's a piece of meat. Right. Ain't right. And he values her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we've got to be careful where we put our eyes. But women too. I mean, women can do the same thing and they can, yeah. Hmm. Cute, young, what? Yeah. Whatever they deem as handsome, and so then they, you know, think, oh, yeah. Well, that'd Again, be cool. Then there's then there's the thoughts, right? Well, maybe if I had somebody younger, and. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, those are five things that we're going to kick off this conversation with and hope and pray that as you and your spouse 
have conversations about this. Yes. That it can be something where you consider, okay, how can we divorce proof our marriage? But let's put it, let, let me put it this way. Ultimately, you can't divorce proof your marriage. No, it's not. Only, us. only God can divorce proof your marriage and you fall under his umbrella of protection by following him. That's where it exists, period. But I think that's what he is calling us to. And oh, 100%. Where he desires us to be. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, next week, we will wrap up this particular we'll conversation. Finish this conversation with what? Maybe five more that we have. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, tune in next week when we wrap up this particular conversation. Until then, Lisa, yes. what we got? How are we going to wrap this up? Oh, I I was supposed to wrap up. Sorry. Yeah, you said you were going to wrap up, girl. Well, I thought you just did it. I, I just, we're going to continue this next week. I hope that it will spark some conversation. Talk to your spouse. Talk about proofing, <laughs> divorce proofing your marriage. Make it watertight. Um, yeah. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at thecourtof3 at gmail.com. That is T-H-E-C-O-R-D of the number three at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at cord underscore of underscore three. Um, or you can track us on our own personal Instagrams. And also, please, if you could... Share this podcast on your social media. Please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, You know, we started this as an opportunity really just to journal our lives and our marriage and the things that we've been through as a way to, you know, live, love, laugh, um, to help people think and grow in their own marriages and you know you guys are a part of the journey um so we appreciate you guys listening thank you so much for the words of encouragement that you send our way um we are great we are grateful for them very much so we'll have some things in the show notes uh for you um so please check it out and we look forward to being with you next week until next time peace out